Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnolis. Today I'm going to tell you a story about mystery, deception, and cake. I'm going to tell you the story of a birthday party I attended in 1985. It was no normal party, no. This party involved murder. Mystery-themed entertainment. In the 80s, I went to a lot of parties for friends. I always gave the standard gift of a model that I bought at the 5 and 10. This would be no different. I went there, model under arm, expecting to play pin the tail on the something, maybe a scavenger hunt of some sort. Then we would watch the kid open his gifts, play with some of them, and then straight to the cake, maybe some juice, maybe some soda, if everything worked out. And then I would head home, watch some TV, go to bed. It was late in the day when I had arrived, and when I went in, I found out that there would be no pin the tail on the something, there would be no scavenger hunt, instead we would be solving a mystery. A mystery themed like the game Clue. We would all be divided into groups, each one put into a room that was named after a room in Clue, and then we would try to solve who had stolen the birthday cake, which had not really been stolen, and from what room, and with what implement had they eaten it. And we did this by answering questions and playing Clue like we did in Clue. But we also moved from room to room. We were given fun props. It was pretty cute. I was paired with two gals who I did not know. And we were put in the kitchen, which stood in for the kitchen in Clue. And we waited. I heard people talking and yelling. And when people would come in, they would discuss what they found out in the last room. And you would take notes. And then you would move on. Now, here's the weird thing. There was a bulletin board in the kitchen, and on that bulletin board was the following. Library, Colonel Mustard, with a spoon. I don't think it fully got into my brain what I had seen, but I went and played the game like normal. Now, you can guess what happened next. We went from room to room, we get to the end, the mother asks the birthday boy to make the first guess. He has no idea. Then she says, does anybody else? No hands had gone up. We were all hanging on top of one another, pushing each other around. Nobody was paying attention to this game. The mother looked distraught. She looked defeated. She had planned out this whole thing thinking, oh, the kids are going to love this. Little did she know that when there's cake in the air, kids have no attention span. So finally she said, did anyone have any guess? So I said in the library, Colonel Mustard with a spoon. Her eyes lit up, a big smile on her face. It had been a success. I was right, and I got this. Now, I know you can't see this, but what I'm shaking is a copy of Clue, the VCR game. Clue, the VCR mystery game by Parker Brothers. VHS format offers hours of murder mystery fun for VCR use. I won this, took it home, and have used it many times in the 80s and 90s. I have not used it since, and just recently sort of got it back out, opening it up. There are still cards in here that are filled out from people I have not seen in a very long time. Wow. And still seems to have all its parts. And there are two lessons to this story. First, to parents. 
Your kids have no attention span. Do not plan overly complicated games for them to play. Odds are they will not focus and you will be disappointed. And two, if a kid suddenly answers a question, pulls it out of nowhere, odds are he's cheating. And odds are he'll be happy to take home a copy of Clue VCR Mystery Game. So to all my fellow Clue seekers, I apologize. Wish you could have won it, but this one's mine. Get your own. On today's show, we're going to talk about Clue, the board game, the VCR game, the video game, the movie, you name it. We'll talk a little bit about the history of the game, the changes it's gone through, some of the differences between the regional versions. We'll talk about Clue outside of the board game in its many forms, and we'll throw a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. Clue is a very popular murder mystery board game based on the idea of deduction, trying to remove possibilities and solve a whodunit. It was developed by Anthony E. Pratt, who was a solicitor clerk in Birmingham, England, and it was published in the United States originally by Parker Brothers, now by Hasbro, and in the UK by Waddington's. So let's go back to the beginning. In 1944, Anthony Pratt, who was a solicitor's clerk, filed for a patent of a invention, a murder mystery theme game, that originally was called Murder, with a big exclamation point. So perhaps Murder. Would be more apt. So this was 1944. World War II, air raids, the Blitz, everybody hunkering down in bunkers. This game was thought of as a way to kill time during these air raid drills that were going on. You'd have to sit for hours, and it could be tedious. But the war would drag on a little, and a patent would not be granted until 1947. But due to post-war shortages, the game itself could not be officially launched until 1949. At that point, it was also licensed to Parker Brothers in the U.S. for publication. Now, in the U.K., they renamed it Cluedo which is a combination of Clue and Ludo. And Ludo is a popular game in the UK and is Latin for I play. It's sort of like what we play in the US as Parcheesi. In the US, we would name it Clue. The game would go on to massive sales and success. However, there were some changes from the original concept and that which was published originally in 1949. The original design of the game called for 10 characters, one of whom would be designated the victim by a random drawing at the beginning of the game, rather than having a person who was dead at the beginning. These 10 included several eliminated characters, Mr. Brown, Mr. Gold, Miss Gray, 
Mrs. Silver, Nurse White, and Colonel Yellow. The game would allow you to play up to eight characters, so you would have nine suspects in total. Originally, there were 11 rooms, including the gun room, which was removed because it was considered too elitist, and the cellar, which was playable. They also had extra weapons. They had a bomb, a syringe, poison, a cudgel, a walking stick, the fireplace poker, and the gruesome axe. Some of the weapons and characters would appear in later spin-off versions of the game. Some of the gameplay in the game was different as well. Most notably, the remaining player cards, and we'll talk a little bit about the game itself and how it's played, would be distributed into the room to be retrieved rather than dealt directly to players. They also had these counter tokens that you use when you landed on another character and you played them, and once you used up all your counter tokens, you could make no more suggestions about that player's character. Of course, none of that was that important because by the initial release, the game was the game we see today, largely. And the object of Clue is for players to move around the game board, which is a mansion, in the guise of one of the game's six characters and collect clues to deduce who murdered Dr. Black or Mr. Body in the North American version and with what weapon and in what room. The mansion that the game takes place in is called Tudor Mansion. It has previously been known as Tudor Close and Tudor Hall, and in some editions as Body Manor or Body Mansion. There are nine rooms in the mansion in total where the murder could take place, and they're laid out in a circular fashion in the game and are separated by pathways overlaid by playing spaces. Each of the corner rooms contain a secret passage that leads to the room on the opposite diagonal of the map, and the center room, which is often referred to as the cellar, is inaccessible to players now. But as you know, in the original version, it was not. This contains the solution envelope. There are colored start spaces which encircle the outer perimeter, and they correspond to each player's suspect token. The characters are Miss Scarlet, she starts at the red space, Colonel Mustard, who starts at the yellow space, Mrs. White, who starts at the white space, Mrs. Peacock, who starts on the blue space, Professor Plum, who starts at the purple space, and Mr. Green, who starts at the green space. The rooms in the house are the kitchen, the conservatory, the dining room, the billiard room, the library, the hall, the study, and the lounge. And as I mentioned, there is a cellar in the center where you have the solution to the game. Now these are the following weapons in the game. A candlestick, the knife, in the UK it's the dagger, the lead pipe, in the UK called lead piping, the revolver, the rope, and the wrench, which in the UK is known as a spanner. To play the game, three cards, one suspect, one weapon, and one room card are chosen at random and put into an envelope. That envelope is the one that I mentioned that you put on the cellar. No one can see them. These cards represent actually what happened, and the remainder of the cards are distributed amongst the players. Players are then instructed to assume the token suspect nearest to them. Play begins always with Miss Scarlet and proceeds clockwise. Players then roll dice and move along the board accordingly, and they enter rooms to make suggestions from that room. Now the aim of the game is to deduce the details of the murder, or what's in that envelope in the middle. And there are six different characters, six possible murder weapons, and nine rooms. That gives 324 distinct possibilities. In the course of determining the details of a murder, players announce suggestions to other players. For example, I think it was Colonel Mustard in the lounge, with the rope. The other players must then disprove the suggestion if they can, and this is done clockwise around the board. 
and a suggestion is disproved by showing a card containing one of the suggested components. For example, that somebody already has Colonel Mustard's card, so he's not in that envelope. Showing the card to the suggesting player is done in secret, so other players may not get that hint and wouldn't know what's being disproved. Once the suggestion has been disproved, that player's turn is over, and they move on to the next player. So this player's suggestion can only get disproved once, remember that. So though a player may hold several cards disproving that suggestion, only one is shown, and that's all they need to know. Once a player has sufficiently figured out who did it, and it's their turn, they can make an accusation as to who did it. One of the big differences between an accusation and a suggestion is that you can make an accusation from any room. It doesn't have to be a room in which your token is located. When you've made an accusation, you have to check if your accusation is right. You do this by checking the cards. Once you do and you are wrong, you play no further part in the game except to reveal cards that disprove suggestions. At that point, you're out of the game. Today's show is brought to you by your local men's clothing store. Don't you think it's time for some new clothes? Nothing like new clothes to make you feel like a prince, or at least a colonel. So a little bit about strategy in Clue. Now the game is pretty straightforward, although there are some rule variations that allow a little bit of added strategy. But what a player wants to do is maximize their opportunities to make suggestions and therefore accumulate knowledge faster. One way to do this is to block the entrance to rooms to prevent an opponent from entering a desired room and making a suggestion. Another way to gain an advantage is to pick the right piece. Mrs. Scarlet always moves first, but Mrs. Peacock has an immediate advantage of being one space closer to the first room than any other players. So if you have a choice, Mrs. Peacock or Mrs. Scarlet are great choices. Now, as I mentioned, there's rule variations. One of the more popular is one that removes dice from the equation, which is popular amongst people who like games to be more about skill. When you remove the dice in the game, you play without rolling, Each player has nine moves to use in a turn, and each move onto another space counts as one move, and an accusation, use of secret passage, or a guess costs three moves. It's a great way to play, makes you really think about what you're doing, and really useful if you lose your dice. There have been multiple additions, especially in the U.S., of Clue. Between 1949 and 92, Parker Brothers in the U.S. and Waddington's in the U.K. each produced their own unique additions. Hasbro purchased both of those companies in the early 90s and continued to produce unique editions for each market until 2002 when the final current edition of Clue slash Cluedo was released, which for the first time had a shared design for both markets. And the only difference was the regional differences in spelling and naming conventions. In the U.S., Clue has had eight editions, the 1949, the 1956-1960 edition, the 1960-1963 edition, the 1972 edition, the 1986 edition, the 1992 edition, the 96, and then finally 2002 editions. In the U.K., there have only been three versions. The first one, 
was the one released in 49, and it lasted for 47 years. Amazing success. And wouldn't get another successor until 1996. Amazing. And then, with the merging of the two in 2002, things changed. There are also international versions of Clue, but most of them draw upon what's in the U.S. or U.K. versions. We'll return to Clue Club after these messages. Oh, yeah. Look what's coming. A tropical treat. Kool-Aid. Tropical Punch. From Kool-Aid is me. Tropical Punch. Bring the tropics to you. New tropical punch flavor. Kool-Aid. Cookies with double stuff have a double middle. Twice as much delicious creamy stuff to bite into. Wow, double stuff inside. Two middles together. Make Oreo with double stuff. Or regular Oreo cookies, both from Nabisco. And now back to Clue Club. When you have a successful game like Clue, there's bound to be some spin-offs. And Clue slash Cluedo has had many the one that I have on hand here, the Clue VCR Mystery Game, which in the UK was called Cluedo the Great Video Detective Game. It's an hour-long VHF tape containing scenes of the suspects interacting at Body Mansion. It is a lot of fun to play. The game only has five weapons, the candlestick, revolver, knife, rope, and poison, and only five rooms, the dining room, kitchen, hall, conservatory, and library. But there are a total of ten suspects. The original six, plus Monsieur Brunette, Madame Rose, Sergeant Gray, and Mrs. Peach. They would create Clue VCR 2, Murder in Disguise in 87, which was a sequel. Had the same ten characters, but the rooms changed this time around. There's the dining room, lounge, hall, billiard room, and hotel room. Odd. Suspects, weapons, and rooms of the VCR mystery game Clue. Watch carefully, and I'll be back in a few minutes to tell you about the game. Some other variations. The Super Cluedo Challenge in the UK in 1986. Clue Jr., the case of the missing pet in 1989. Travel Clue. Clue the Great Museum Caper in 91. Eventually, in 2005, there would be Cluedo, the DVD game. This one doesn't involve a murder, but instead an item was stolen. I don't believe it was a cake. Basically, any variation they could come up with, they've tried it. They also made the jump to video games, with versions developed for the Commodore 64, Atari ST, PC, GBA, Nintendo DX, ZX Spectrum, Super NES, Sega Genesis, Xbox 360, and recently, Apple iPhone and iPod Touch. Now, I am not in the UK. From what I understand, though, there are some pub games in the UK that are based on Clue and allow you to actually win money by answering questions based on Clue. Of course, we couldn't talk about Clue without talking about Clue the movie. 
every person in this room has the perfect motive. Stand back! For murder. What do you mean? Murder. But only one of these suspects is the murderer. Is it the timid Mr. Green? Ah! Why are you screaming? Because I'm right out one! Screaming! Or the militant Colonel Mustard? Oh, if I was the killer, I would kill you next. Huh? Sit half. Mrs. White, who helped her husband on his way. What's well, a matter of life after death? Now that he's dead, I have a life. Ah! Miss Scarlet, who's helped many men along the way. Practice makes perfect. Huh. Professor Plum, who's looking for a way. I'm looking, I'm looking. Mrs. Peacock. I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, but I am determined to enjoy myself. Or did the butler do it? Paramount Pictures invites you to an evening of mystery. Murder. This is getting quite serious. And madness. In the movie that makes a scene of the crime. Clue. It's not just a game anymore. Clue the movie was released in 1985. It's a comedy. And it is set in a gothic revival mansion and is styled sort of like the movie Murder by Death, which is a movie I enjoy tremendously. A movie that also has Clue star Eileen Brennan in it. And it is a murder mystery set at a dinner party, set against the backdrop of McCarthyism. The film was directed by Jonathan Lynn, who collaborated on the script with John Landis. It stars Tim Curry, the aforementioned Eileen Brennan, Martin Mull, Christopher Lloyd, Leslie Ann Warren, Madeline Kahn, Colleen Camp, Lee Ving, and, of course, Michael McKean. So, in keeping with the spirit of the board game, they decided to release the movie with three possible endings, with different theaters receiving each ending. In the film's home video release, all three endings were included. Unfortunately, the film got mixed reviews, and, although hilarious, didn't do very well at the box office, and only grossed $14.6 million on a $15 million budget. That aside, in recent years, it has become a bit of a cult film and has developed a strong online following. If you're a fan of the movie, you are in luck. There is talk of a remake of Clue the Movie, which is being done by Universal Studios, and they are shooting for a release date of 2013. Of course, who knows, that's pretty far off. A stranger lies dead in Arlington Grange. There are six suspects, but which one? In Europe, there is a Cluedo Clue television show, which puts two teams against six in-character actors and plays out the murder mystery and gets people to solve who did it. There was also a documentary in 1986 called Clue, Movies, Murders, and Mystery, which took a look at mystery-related media, including movies, television, books, and, of course, the board game. The special was hosted by Martin Mull, who, as I mentioned, was in the original Clue movie. And I cannot help but think that the idea to do this documentary took shape during the pre-hype for the original Clue. If you're lucky enough to have the TV channel Hub, they launched a TV show based on Clue. Sadly, I do not have Hub and have not been able to check it out. But if I did have it, I would be watching it. So what are you waiting for? There have been... Books, based on the Clue concept, created by A.E. Parker and published by Scholastic Press. A play, based on Clue, was penned by Robert Duncan, 
with the cooperation of Waddingtons and was originally performed in July of 1985. What was really cool about this is that at the very beginning, three solution cards were chosen, and this would influence what you saw on stage. This would be copied again in 1997 when they did Clue the Musical in the U.S., which ran off-Broadway from 1997 to 1999. Every time you went to either of these things, there were 216 possible conclusions, so you had no idea what you were going to get. We'll return to Clue Club after these messages. <laughs> Watson, Colonel Mustard did it in the billiard room with a wrench. Amazing. Either that or Miss Scarlet did it in the hall with a noose. My word, how did juice you arrive at Elementary, old friend. In Clue, we have eight potential scenes of the crime, six unusual weapons, and six sneaky suspects. And you deduced that Colonel Mustard... Positively. Ha <laughs> puppy cock Holmes. Watson. Professor Plum did it in the kitchen with a revolver. <laughs> Never should have given Watson that game of Clue. Who took the missing pet? The clues are right here in the Clue Junior game. Who, where, and which pet was napped? Georgie Green has a kitty in the wig store. Case closed. The Clue Junior game. First in Paris. <laughs> then in Tangiers. Then again in Rangoon. Now, if I didn't know better, I'd swear someone was trying to do me in. In the new Clue 2 game. New Clue 2 and the original Clue. Two exciting ways to play Clue, both on VCR. And for more excitement, let's go to the races. Let's go to the races. A VCR game with everything for hours of fun. VCR games, Clue 2, original Clue, and let's go to the races. And now back to Clue Club. We live in an age of video games and internet, and Clue has jumped onto both of those things, but there's nothing like playing Clue at home with your family and friends. So if you don't currently own Clue, why don't you head to your local toy store and pick up a copy? And don't forget to teach your kids how to play. Who done it? Who done it? Who came and stole my heart away? Who done it? Who done it? Who made me feel this way? Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist and twitter.com slash retroist. If you like the music you hear at the beginning of the show, the music was done by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can contact Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. Searching high and low with my fine tooth comb. I don't pay much, that's a fact that's known. Girl, I'll get you home, let you go free. And I send your sentence to a life of love.
I got nothing. This has been a retro production. Goodbye.